You are listening to the Balkan Bread Podcast. This is a podcast created to connect to Yaspora worldwide by sharing each other's stories. Welcome to another episode of the Balkan Bread Podcast. My name is Amina and thank you guys so much for being here. So it's been quite a while since I've recorded anything, which is honestly really terrible. I think the most important thing when it comes to pretty much anything that you're doing, um, whether it's your business or just something that you are passionate about, um, consistency is so important and just keeping up with everything. I think the podcast is something that I've kind of neglected, but for good reason. So many things have been happening, which is really crazy. So for today's episode, I was really just thinking about what the heck I could talk about that wasn't, um, you know, anything super, I guess, boring and something that you guys would actually want to hear. So I spent the last three weeks in Bosnia and I thought it would be interesting to just talk about my trip back home and, you know, everything that happened as well as, you know, there were little things that came up that I kind of thought would be interesting to mention on this episode as well as just get your opinions on different topics and one of the like main things that kind of kept coming up um, with just, you know, things that I was doing, but also with people that I was meeting and talking to was uh, the perception of diaspora in the Balkans. So, you know, whenever we go home, how do people actually perceive us? So um, in terms of like people that are living in Bosnia or Croatia or Serbia or wherever. And I thought this was really interesting because we talk about going back home all the time and like how much you know we love it and getting to see our family and it's overall it's a great experience and there's nothing that would really you know want to stop me from going back home but at the same time it's like oh wait a minute like I'm in a completely different I'm living a completely different lifestyle like we're living like the weirdest I don't know it's like one of the weirdest I don't even know if it's like a paradigm but just like our identity is so unique and original and it's something that is really hard to explain or understand or interpret and it's like if you aren't you know part of the diaspora and you're trying to you know explain to your family or your friends back home that it's like oh yeah you know america yes america is great but let me tell you all the hard work and you know things that i've had to do and it's like People don't know how much, you know, hard work you do put into making yourself have a great life here and things of that nature. Like, I think, and I'm not saying this is all people that live in Bosta um, or in the Balkans. It's just kind of one of those stereotypes. It's like people just think that we all have so much money because we, you know, live in America and we have decent jobs or we're going to school and things like that. And it's like, no, like, you don't know that, you know, we're in debt from school and we have all these other things going on. So that kept coming up and I was like, that's a really interesting topic to explore. So it's something that I will kind of touch on throughout the episode. But for the sake of time, I'm going to go ahead and get started. And yeah, so talking about our trip. So First of all, we didn't even plan really to go back home this summer. It was like not in our I don't know. I it just wasn't in our plan and then I think it was March. March was coming around and my mom was thinking, you know, she just had this feeling that we should really go back this summer all um three of us. So me, her and my brother and um if you guys have been listening and keeping up with, you know, this brand and my story, then you know um just like everything that I've we've gone through as a family in like the past year. It's been really hard. So my mom thought it would be nice to just go back and spend some time with family. Um my grandmother is sick, so we also wanted to go help take care of her and just, you know, all these things. And it's 
really it was a matter of we were thinking you know you know life really is short and we should just go um i know there's a lot of people out there who um you know there's diaspora that go back home every single year and then there's some of us that don't go back home you know for four or five years at a time and we're like oh yeah we're just gonna go back next year or we'll do this and everyone has a different reason i think the people that go back home every year obviously they still have family back there and they still you know have something to kind of come home to if that makes sense but then again you have to think about people who it's like you know maybe most of their family has already fled bosnia or um are living in you know different european countries or they really don't have anything to come back to which is not something that i even thought about um maybe i was just being naive and thinking that everyone had you know, a grandma or a grandpa or whoever, an aunt and uncle um, to come back to, but that actually isn't the case for some people. Um, a lot of us do have relatives that are still there, but then again, it's like, some of us don't, and it's like, why go back? I mean, you could still go back and still enjoy it, but it's just not the same, so really interesting. We kind of took on this mentality that, you know, life really is short. That's one thing we do know for sure. Um, after last year so we're like you know what we're just gonna go um we found our tickets we're like let's do it three weeks let's see what happens so we didn't have a whole lot planned out things just kind of happened um you know we would just kind of decide okay so what we're gonna do today this is what we're gonna do um so i mean we did plan some things but it was definitely like a spontaneous trip um in that sense so anyway um okay so one of the first things we did which was so fun um i'm so glad that we did this this was actually i think the second day we were there um something like that so we had a day to rest and then we went to um the village game um the day after which was so much fun literally amazing incredible i had never gotten the chance to see them play yeah i had never seen Bellish play my brother really wanted to go that was um my dad's favorite team growing up same um with my brother that's just kind of um that was just something that they would always watch together and they'd always be watching Bellish, even though you know Bellish has gone through a lot of <laughs> changes i guess you could say um in the past like four or five years but still stuck with the team and everything like that so we were super excited but we were like okay maybe we should like buy our tickets in advance because we just don't know um how many people are going to go there so it was really smart of us to do that um thankfully my uncle and then my cousin mirsa they actually got our tickets before so we were able to go because literally if we had waited like the game sold out so a lot of people didn't even go just because it was sold out which was insane, but this was one of the best things to experience. You guys know I love soccer. I think most diaspora do, so super fun. And just like being in that environment and being with those people who had like rallied for that team for, you know, so long is incredible. Um, so one of the best experiences, one of those things that definitely made us feel closer like to our dad and things like that, even though he wasn't there. So yeah, that was amazing. Um, would highly recommend if you guys are able to ever go to a soccer game in the Balkans or really anywhere in Europe, um, do it, definitely do it. Take advantage of it. That was one of the first things that we did. It was amazing. Another thing, which I don't think I've talked about this too much, but it's really interesting. So if you guys have been keeping up with Esvias de Granda, it actually just finished. But if you kept up with this season, then you may actually know um, one of the contestants. He fell out like right before um, the finale or the semifinale. I'm not really sure. Um, I haven't watched like all of the episodes, forgive me. But I did follow him throughout his journey. And that's because he's my cousin. So, of course, I would do that. Um, so if you guys have seen Adi Shoshe, that's actually my cousin. Um, really insane. I was shocked when I first saw him on the show, um, just because literally none of us knew that he was going on this show. And all of a sudden, my mom turns on the TV and she's just like watching it, you know, 
we're just watching the show and then all of a sudden he just pops up and it was honestly insane um I didn't even know that he wanted to sing professionally or anything like that but I do remember he was always singing um like every whenever we would go back even I think the first time that like we got to meet him um you would always hear him like singing in his bedroom or something um while he's like studying for tests and stuff like that but I never would have thought that he would be you know on the show so that was insane so of course we watched him and I honestly didn't know I really was like I have no idea how far he's gonna make it but definitely going to support him and things like that and so it was really cool to see him go through and I know a lot of people were upset um when he ended up um being sent home from the show and things like that but it was incredible to see just how many people enjoyed him because I think you see so many different singers coming from the Balkans and different artists and you know he's so authentic and just like so real and just like this is who I am you know I'm not trying to cover really anything up so I think that was really the thing that made people um really want to watch him on the show and stuff like that so anyway regardless of that um we actually went to go visit family when we were there so we got to go see him and it was so funny we were all sitting around and he had actually been out in town or something I don't really know so he walks in through the door we're all like drinking coffee and he walks in with all of these concert tickets to go see milligram like that night we were there so that was literally crazy I was like wow perfect timing glad we came today so um we actually ended up going to see milligram in concert which was fun um so yeah absolutely insane I was just like holy crap I don't know what is going on with just like I don't know like it seems like everyone in my family is like doing something really crazy and really awesome and it's awesome so yeah that's another thing that we did my mom was so funny she's like I have to get a picture with Adi because at her um where she works she works with another lady from the Balkans and um they would always like watch the show and be like she's like oh did you see Adi or all these things so it was really funny but Anyways, that was super fun. And then, of course, we decided that we wanted to go to the beach for a little bit, which was such a great decision, I will say. I think if you do go back home to Bosnia, like you have to go to Croatia or something um, for a few days. You just have to, either there or like in Nagoya or something. So we were using my grandpa's car while we were there just like to go out into town and to visit people and things like that but for going to the beach we really just wanted to rent a car so that way um we wouldn't have to take his car and then they would be literally just like stuck in the house for like three days so we didn't want that for them um so yeah we rented a car which was totally fine like everything was fine <laughs> Everything was fine up into a certain up until a certain point. Um, so if you guys follow me on my personal Instagram account, you may have seen one of the captions that I posted while we were there because we had a really not the best experience. Um, it was just one of those things that we didn't expect to happen, and unfortunately, we had to deal with it. But I thought it would be good to talk about it on here just in case this ever um happens to anyone um i would hope not that this wouldn't happen to anyone but it was just so random um so yeah anyway we i'm not gonna say the name of the place that we rented the car or anything like that but just like talking about the experience and stuff like that because i honestly think this could have happened like anywhere it wasn't just because we had taken it from a certain place or something like that so um yeah we went to this guy and it was a recommendation like from family so we're like okay perfect we got our car he actually dropped it off at my grandparents house the night before we left which was really nice and um so we got the car and it was actually the same car that my grandpa had so um it was a volkswagen uh, you see i already forgot what kind of car it was but it was Volkswagen. It was a little bit bigger. It wasn't like a hatchback or anything. It was actually a little bit bigger, um, kind of like a van in a way. Um, so really decent size. But 
anyway, none of that matters. Uh, we were good because we were like, okay, we've you know driven his car. This is literally the same thing. Perfect. So we packed up all our stuff. We were like ready to go. We started driving and we went to Naum for two days, which was super fun. And from Stolets, Naum is like not far at all, like maybe a little over an hour or so. So we were ready to go. Um, if you guys are ever driving, I think they're building, they're actually making a new road now. Um, not entirely sure where it's going to come from, but basically like going from, I don't know if it's from Stolets to Naum or like Mostar to Naum or exactly how that's going to work, but it'll only take like not even an hour to get to the sea, which is absolutely incredible. I think that's going to be done next year, maybe. Not really sure, but anyway. Still a really short drive, even the way that we took, but you do still have to go through the Granitsa and all that kind of stuff. So we went through the Granitsa, everything was fine, and we were in Metkovich. So we had just passed uh, Metkovich and we were driving um, to Neum. So we were really close, maybe like, I don't know, 40 minutes away. And so as we're driving, my mom notices the weirdest noise and it was coming from the back of the car. So we were like, okay, maybe I thought it was one of our like um, bags hitting like, um, I don't know, hitting something in the back of the car. And so I was like, maybe it's just our suitcase. Like the wheel is like hitting, I don't know, the plastic in the back or something like that. So it was still really bizarre. So we pulled over and I was like, let me see if I can like rearrange our luggage and see if that's, you know, what's happening. And so we did that. My mom started the car again and we we stopped by like a grocery store or something so we were just driving around in the parking lot and you can still hear the noise and we're like this is so weird it's not our you know things inside so we're like okay let's you know look at the tires you know maybe something's in one of our tires but it didn't sound like it would be in one of the tires i don't know it was just very strange so we're like okay let's see if maybe we picked up a nail or something so <laughs> We're in this parking lot, we're like inspecting this car, people are like looking at us and we're just like, it's, it's fine. But we honestly didn't even see anything that was like noticeably wrong. Um, nothing in the car, like nothing on the dash had uh, turned on, so like no new lights were on, none of that. Um, the steering wheel was fine, like it didn't feel like that was messed up. Um, there was honestly nothing else like visibly wrong with the car, it was just this noise and we didn't feel comfortable to drive it um we were so close which sucked and it was really frustrating because it's like okay you go on vacation you just want to have a great time and you want to have a good trip and we'd already had you know oh gosh like just a lot we dealt with a lot of crap in the past year together so we were kind of like seriously like does this really have to happen right now um but at the same time we were like okay well we're prepared to deal with it like we've literally um had to deal with so many just random situations and things so like who cares it's fine so pulled over we first called the guy that we rented the car from and we tried to explain to him what was going on but it was really hard to explain because we didn't even know we were just like there was a weird noise and it was really loud like it sounded like pounding like something was pounding on the car which was very strange i'd never heard that before coming from a car so i really did not know what it was and so we tried to explain to him and um he's like i'm not really sure that's really strange you know we had the car checked out and inspected you know before you guys came to pick it up you know everything looked fine all of these things so we're like okay you know what could it possibly be um and so we were just like back and forth on the phone with him and then with my mom's um, brother just to like see if maybe he would know but if you're not there it's so hard to explain and like i think even if we had taken like a video of what was happening um it wouldn't really like you probably i don't even know if you would be have been able to hear like the noise so we were mostly just relying on our instinct in that case um and so we were like okay we're gonna call the insurance like i don't know let's just see what they say hey could you you know send someone to basically come look at our car like we don't know what's wrong we don't feel comfortable driving it any further 
And basically the lady told us that they couldn't send anyone to look at it unless our car had to be towed. And at that point we were like, uh, we don't really want to tow the car. Like we kind of want to avoid that <laughs> if possible. Um, keep in mind, like we knew nothing about like, I mean, we obviously had rented the car, but in terms of like what the cost and stuff would be with, you know, God forbid we had gotten in an accident or something. We had no idea how that would work. Even talking to the lady on the phone, we were like, okay, like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> we have no idea. And so that's basically what she told us. So I guess they don't really have anything like, I don't know, AAA or whatever. It's someone to just come check it out. I have no idea. Um, it could have just been the person that we were talking to on the phone, like wasn't very, I don't know, understanding. <laughs> if you will uh i have no idea but basically they're like yeah we can't send anyone unless your car has to be towed and we're like okay well we don't think we need the car towed like we just want someone to come either like take this car and give us a new one um but okay like thanks for your help and so we're sitting there we're like oh gosh like we really don't know what to do at this point and so my mom calls the guy again she's like listen i just talked to the insurance this is what they said um you know what do you think we should do and basically i guess from what we had explained to him and everything we he was just like you know what like if there's really nothing else noticeably wrong you know just like go really slow see how far you can get kind of um you should be okay to drive it all the way to now and my mom's like, I could just tell as she was listening to him on the phone. She's like, no, 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 like that, that we can't do that. Like that's it's something is wrong. And I think always trust your gut and your instinct in these kinds of situations. But she knew something was not right, and she was kind of upset because you know she had, she's been driving for over twenty years, and it's like she's like, I know when something's not right. Like we have an old car at home. That we have to take care of and she's like i'm not stupid like i know something's wrong with this car and of course she wasn't gonna be like that on the phone but um she's like something's not right i don't know we didn't really have a choice like we could have just been like okay like come get us this isn't right i don't know but there was nothing else wrong so we're like okay maybe we're just crazy maybe there's just like i don't know we didn't know what it was so we're like okay fine we're gonna try to drive it and see what happens oh god that was, we should not have we just say like we should have totally just sat in the parking lot and like told him to like come get us but we were like fine like we'll go do it your way and see what happens and so literally we didn't even drive i don't know how many meters like barely at all we pull out of the parking lot my mom starts like giving a little bit of gas and the sound just becomes even louder so at this point it is like unbearable and we're like oh my god this is so bad like to the point where you would have to like cover your ears like it was so loud and we're like oh my god like we have to like pull back over like this is not okay so my mom this all happened so fast so we were like okay we're gonna pull over and as soon as like we had that thought that we needed to pull over the tire from our car the tire on the driver's side the front tire literally rolled off the car like it popped off and it rolled down the road i kid you not i have never seen anything like this happen before it was probably one of the scariest moments it's like one of those moments where like your life flashes right before your eyes type of thing and oh god it was so freaking insane i was like the tire literally came off the car <laughs> like this would only happen to us like seriously and so the tire flew off the car you can see it like rolling in the distance it's like out of a movie i swear to god so it rolled off and of course our car we were driving um we were on the right side of the road and this is just like you know two-lane road um so our car skidded like to the left at first and my mom managed to get it on back on the side that we were on um but she was like it happened so fast i don't even know if i like braked first or if i like steered the car to the right and i think she like steered the car and then she braked because we landed literally landed in like a perfectly straight line like we, the car didn't even hit anything like there was no other damage to the car besides this tire like popping off and then us basically skidding on the asphalt but like 
we didn't even hit like the railing like none of that it was fine there there were cars coming from the other direction um so something i left out but they were pretty far away i think there were maybe two cars coming um pretty far in the distance so we wouldn't have hit anyone or anything like that thank god um there were people behind us but as soon as it happened um the girl who was driving behind us she like pulled over and made sure that we were okay which we really appreciated because we never thought like who in the hell would think that would happen i didn't even know that was possible but apparently it is and so she pulls over and she's like are you guys okay we're like no my mom's like about to cry i'm like oh my god i can't believe this is happening um it was just a moment of shock and so she's like oh no you guys did good like i see the tire our tire was literally like it had landed like in the grass somewhere i don't even know like you could see it in the distance it was so dumb and so she's like no you guys did okay like i'm glad you're fine um don't worry you know everything's gonna be okay literally have no idea who this is this is and mind you like our car this doesn't really matter but i thought this was still like i don't know it's a nice um, reminder that like we are all human and when these things happen we should just help each other and not be so caught up in like our own lives and what we're doing i mean common sense i think any normal person would like if you were driving behind them you'd pull over and make sure they were okay so we still appreciated it it didn't matter that our car had you know beha license plates and that we were in croatia at this point um did not matter at all so that was really nice of her so we're waiting finally the police comes and he's like do you guys need help and we're like yeah we need a lot of help we don't know what to do um but my mom bless her heart like she's the best honestly i she handled this so well i've honestly was like such so in shock um but we were basically on the phone right away we called the lady back from the insurance and we're like, hey, yeah, like you need to come get us actually. Um, our tire flew off our car <laughs> and all these different things. Um, so anyway, thank God we were okay. I literally don't even know how how that happened. Um, anyway, I kind of have an idea now. I'll tell you guys in a minute <laughs> of what I think happened. Um, there's really no real way for sure for us to know exactly what had happened to cause that to happen but anyway all was well um finally we got our car towed and then at this point we were like on the side of the road and so <laughs> we were like asking the police officer and we didn't know how anything worked in bosnia or in croatia at this time um in terms of like where we would go um and stuff like that so the guy we rented the car from eventually came to pick us up, but we needed to wait for him for like an hour. So we actually had our police officer <laughs> drive us to a restaurant. We were like, can you just take us somewhere like air conditioned so we can eat and just like try to pretend this didn't happen. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, absolutely. So he drove us super nice. Um, we had actually, my grandpa had packed a bunch of like apricots and like fruit for us to take to the beach. And I think my mom left it on purpose in the police officer's car. We just forgot it. And then she's like, crap, I forgot the fruit. And she's like, oh, well, he'll find it. He'll enjoy it. It's really funny. Um, so, yeah, anyway, we waited. The guy eventually came. Oh, another thing I forgot to mention. So when we got in the police car, which I never thought I'd be in a police car in Croatia, but here we are. Um, this other man pulled over and he comes over to our car window and he's like hey like i just found these on the side of the road and there's like four screws from our tire the screws from the tire had like fallen out apparently which we were not aware of when this had happened and so we take them we're like thank you so much um which i'm glad that he like pulled over and gave it to us because that kind of gave us an idea of what could have maybe happened so we're waiting for the guy and we're just like i was like F it, we were like ordering a bunch of food and ice cream. I don't care. <laughs> At this point, we were just so over it. And so luckily he came pretty quickly. And so I guess we had forgotten what we had told him on the phone about what had happened because we were talking to the insurance, we we're talking to him, we we're talking to 
um, my uncle, just a lot of people, a lot of stuff was going on. And so I guess he thought that, or maybe we had said this, I don't know, but he thought that we had just gotten like a flat tire or something like that. And so when he got there and we literally told him, we're like, no, like the tire came off of the car. He was so shocked. He was like, oh my God. He's like, I thought you guys just had like a screw in your tire. And we're like, dude, no, like, have you not been listening to us? Um, so he's like, oh my God, I'm glad you guys are okay. I'm so sorry. Like this happened this way and stuff like that. And so anyway, long story short, we were able to go to the beach. The beach was amazing. Um, had a really great time. And we basically, he just left us that car he had driven um, to come pick us up with. So it was totally okay. But at that point, we were like, okay, we're done driving here. Because clearly, like, we're just, I don't know. We're just cursed for bad things to happen to us. So going back to why I think this happened. Not why. I literally don't know why this happened. Um, I have no idea, but anyway, um, how we think it may have happened, um, not a hundred percent sure on this, and I'm not gonna say this was the reason, but I have a feeling, I really have a feeling that someone sabotaged this guy's business, and we just had to deal with the consequences of it. I honestly like that. I have such a strong feeling that's what happened because there's no other way that this could have happened um, in terms of like, we were like, maybe you should get a new mechanic. And he's like, I mean, there's only so many mechanics, you know, in town. And the car had been looked at, like literally, I mean, there was no, nothing that was noticeably wrong. And so me and my mom were thinking, and we were like, we honestly think someone like sabotaged his business, which I hate to say, and I, it's so sad. Um, but when you're dealing with you know, you're going to different towns in Bosnia. It's like certain towns like Stolets is literally so divided. It's ridiculous. Um, which another issue that we had, oh, just remember this. I'm not trying to complain. I'm just trying to put these things into perspective for you guys. Um, in case you've never had to deal with them or like witness these things happening. But we honestly think someone like sabotaged his business, um, which is sad and I really felt for the guy. Um, obviously, as an entrepreneur myself, I was like, this literally sucks because he did like everything that he could to like help us and to try to avert the situation and stuff like that. So good news is that we're fine and I would never wish that to happen upon anyone. Um, but yeah, we I feel like that's what happened. Like, who knows if someone just came and unscrewed the tires the night before i i don't know i really don't know but luckily we're fine um yeah but it's hard when you go into town and like things are that way and people look at you differently oh gosh so another experience that we had going back to the thing about people looking at you differently because you are a diaspora and they think you don't know what you're doing or they're literally bored and they have nothing better to do. Uh, was so freaking annoyed. So me and my mom and my brother, we wanted to apply or get our Lichna Karta because I don't have a Lichna Karta and neither does my brother. But we we're like, OK, we should just get one, just have one, um, you know, in case for whatever reason, if we inherit anything in Bosnia or just like I don't know it would be good to have so my mom was like I'm gonna get you guys one um just a process so we had all of our papers we had everything and we go to the opština and we're like okay you know here's our birth certificates here's you know whatever else you need um all these different documents um and we even like had our dad's like death certificate and so they knew like my dad passed away recently like you can you know when you go into places and you can just like tell someone's situation from I don't know what they've gone through and you're like okay I don't want to give these people a hard time but they gave us a hard time so she's looking over I don't know what document it was if it was our birth certificate or something else but she's like oh you don't have the right stamp and we're like or she's like this isn't official like what are you talking about <laughs> like this is totally official like it might not look like a birth certificate from Bosnia, um, but you know this is what this is what it looks like. And she's like, no, like 
I'm sorry, but we can't, we can't like give you guys, um, this just isn't gonna work. And my mom's like, I can't get another piece of paper. Like this is the official thing. I don't know what you want. And she's like, oh, it has to have this, um, what did she even call it? I've never even heard of such a thing. She was like, it has to have this apostille on it. I was like, apostille. I was like, what is, I was literally so annoyed at this point. I was like, great. So we're just like not going to get our thing. That's fine. Um, yeah. So, and she's like, oh, let me show you. So she goes over to whatever this office is like, so that's a whole other story but she goes over she gets all this paperwork and she's like this is what it looks like and she pulled out someone who had applied for it but they were from the united kingdom and so their paperwork looks totally different from ours and she showed us the stamp and we were like well but this isn't from the u.s so like we can't get that you know like this is a different kind of case like are you kidding me and so she was just like yeah i can't do it i'm sorry I honestly think there's a way that they could have done it, but they were just lazy and they just like didn't know what they were doing, point blank. Or they were just trying to give us a hard time because nationalities and things of that nature. Um, so it really sucked. It's, it's all good though. Um, but yeah, I want to hear from you guys. Have you ever had anything like annoying like this happen and just dealing with the perception of diaspora? Um, I don't know. It's interesting. What else did we do? We went to Dubrovnik for a day, which was fun because I'd never really gotten the chance to explore Dubrovnik. I always went to the airport there. That was about it, but it was amazing. We had such a fun time. And we actually stayed at an Airbnb, which I loved our Airbnb. Our host was awesome. She was so sweet. It was actually her and her dad um, who were taking care of the property and of course, I would choose the Airbnb. Um, she was talking to my mom. I think I was in the bathroom or something. And my mom told us after they had like left and stuff because um, they were just there to like show us everything. And like she drew us like a map of stuff to do. And she was basically saying how like she, um, the girl, um, our host, she had like lost her mom recently. And that's why she had like come back to Croatia because she had actually been in the U.S., um, she went to school there and stuff like that. It was a really interesting story. So I was like, of course I would pick that Airbnb. Um, but anyway, I'm actually planning on, I want to do a blog post um, talking about Dubrovnik and just kind of giving you guys a little travel guide and a little inside look into everything that we did because they have some really awesome restaurants and different sightseeing excursions and stuff like that. So after that, we went back to Bosnia, hung out with family some more, just very typical stuff. And then we went to Sarajevo for a couple days, which was great. I was excited. Um, my mom and my brother hadn't really gotten to experience that city too much. Um, in the past, we would only go for like a day or something to see family, and that was about it. But we were like, okay, we have like two full days here. Let's see what we can do. So, yeah, also did all the typical kind of stuff walking around the city. And it's really interesting when, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm not used to like going back every year. So this year I felt so comfortable with everything in terms of like, I knew exactly where things were. Um, maybe not in Sarajevo, but definitely in Mostar. I felt so comfortable. I was like, yeah, of course, like this is how we get here and this is how we get there. Like, duh you know, didn't even need a map. It was just like one of those things. And so even with Sarajevo, like I was like, oh yeah, this, I saw this last year. Like, okay, you know, this doesn't look so different or anything like that. I don't know. I don't even know if that makes sense, but anyway, it felt really comfortable and it felt like I'd been there so many times before. So we went to, where did we go? Um, so th Bosnia is kind of known for museum, well, not really known for museums, but I feel like that's what it's turned into, which can be a good thing in terms of tourists and people who have absolutely no knowledge of the country whatsoever and what it's been through. It's great because it gives them the opportunity to come and really understand or at least try to understand what had happened in our country. So for that reason, I think they're great. 
But at the same time, it's like, it's literally just turning into a land of museums. And it's kind of, it's really sad. And it's sad because it's like, people who live there, like, they literally just like, look at, you know, whatever museum it may be. And it's like, okay, I'm never going to go in that. Like, that's going to bring back, you know, bad memories and things of that nature. So I've been to, I think I went to the one in Sarajevo, the Srebrenica one, which is extremely sad. I honestly do not recommend going um well I don't know I I shouldn't say that but like it was it was just really really depressing and just one of those things where if you know nothing about it I'd say definitely go it'll open your eyes up a little bit to what we've been through but like it was just too sad but there is another museum that uh, me and my mom and my brother actually went to and I'd gone to this museum last year but they change all of the um different artifacts um kind of frequently so i didn't mind going again i was like this is a really great one you guys need to go um the founder actually spoke at the diasporic conference back in april so he's super cool um yasminko halilovic he's the founder of the war childhood museum in Sarajevo, and i love this museum it's pretty relatively new um, I think it opened, when did it open? Let's see. I'm trying to see. I think it opened just like a couple years ago. Like it's very, very new. And the premise of this museum is to basically feature a bunch of different artifacts that are um, from the children of war, from, you know, things that they held on to, and every single artifact has a story associated with it. So there's all kinds of things. Um, one of my favorites was, um, there's this guitar and the guitar, of course, like definitely couldn't play it now, but, um, it is so just like the story was great. And then also all of, um, the guy who had owned it, like all of the, um, of his friends' names were carved into the guitar. The coolest things. Um, trying to think of what other artifacts we saw, and they even have this one part of the museum, and it's like a bunch of different. Like this person had saved all the different food containers and wrappers of um, just different things that would get dropped um by wherever whatever different countries and he had saved so many different things which was really crazy um not something my mom would still talk about like we were driving i think this is going off on a tangent <laughs> from the museum but we were driving we went to blog eye for dinner one day and we were we were driving through one of the parts where they had been hiding out and my mom always points this out she's like oh this is where we hid out you know for three days or for a week and you know this is where we went and stuff like that which is so fascinating to me and we were driving by and she's like oh this is exactly she remembers it. like she always jokes about having a bad memory but she remembers like these things of course and so she's like oh this is where the u.s army would you know drop different packets you know for us and she's like i was so bad at like you would have to go at night or whenever to retrieve the packets because obviously the you know soldiers know that People are going to get these packets and they'll try to, you know, shoot at you and stuff like that. But anyway, she was talking about that. And so basically this part of the um, museum, it's like a little, if you go, it's in the very middle of the room. So where they have all the different artifacts like hanging from the ceiling, it's right there next to the TV. And they have a ton of different uh, like wrappers and stuff like that, which is really interesting. They also have, which I think this is new because I don't think it was there last year when I went. Um, they feature different artifacts from, I believe, from Syria. So Syrian refugees. Um, and so they have a ton of different things. Um, I think they have like five artifacts from there. So I thought that was interesting, you know, not just incorporating, obviously, from the Bosnian War, but also a war that's, you know, has been going on and it's not the exact same thing we went through but it's extremely similar so highly highly recommend attending this museum definitely go give yourself enough time it is pretty small so you won't spend um i mean you could still spend a lot of time there but it's great i love this idea because we hear so much about 
you know, oh, this person killed this person and, you know, this is what happened in this town and all these different things. But it's like, what about the kids and what about their upbringing? Because this was such a huge part of their childhood. So it's really humbling to see things that people kept and things that people drew and just, you know, things that children did to keep themselves entertained during the war. And oh gosh, it's one of the best things, like so humbling and amazing to see. So I highly recommend going. Um, it is right off of, I think it's on Logavina Street. So it's really not that far um, from the center of town. So highly recommend going and checking it out if you are looking for kind of a different experience. Um, that is one of the museums that I recommend going for sure. So gosh. And then another thing that happened. So I met up with a few people in Sarajevo and one of these people is my friend Dinka and I connected with her probably two years ago um, and this is before I started Balkan Bread but she had found me through my Odyssey articles so really random. Um, I used to write articles just about a lot of them they were either about like Bosnia and like my parents and just my upbringing and then also just like about dating <laughs> those were kind of my topics. And so she had read a few articles that I had written about Bosnia and she's like, these are amazing, um, you know, don't stop writing, like this is great. And so we've just kind of been in touch since then and she's actually one of our ambassadors now, which is super cool. So this was the first time that I got to meet her in person, which was awesome. So really cool. Um, and we were talking about this and like the perception of diaspora because the reason that she's there um so she's finishing up her master's um in Sarajevo and so she's almost done I think she has like a year left so she's been living there and she as much as she is a local like she always feels uh, I don't know how to she can probably describe this better but it's like even though you're living there in that city you still feel a little out of place and a little bit like people perceive you a little differently just because you have that part of you that is attached to you know the United States or the UK or whatever country it doesn't matter so I remember we went to a restaurant and she was like you mean you have to try this um thing they have here and I was like okay what is it and I've never heard of such a thing but it was so good um so I was like okay I'll order it even though it's one of those things where whenever you're back home it's like you either get like chivapi or pita or maybe like some kind of kebab like kebab is like the furthest you would go away from like traditional food but she told me they had a suho meso quesadilla and I'm like that sounds amazing I've never heard of that I want to try this like it could be I was well aware that it could have been maybe not that good but she told me it was really good and I had to get it so I'm like okay great I'll order it so our Quinnabar comes over and I found it in the menu and in the menu it literally just says quesadilla and that's how I would say it, quesadilla. So <laughs> I'm like, can I get a quesadilla? And our like, like, yeah, chuovo, like I want a quesadilla. And he just looks at me so funny. And first of all, this Quinnabar, I think he was new or he was just really standoffish towards us. I don't know why. And so I'm like you know I'm like I want this and he's just looking at us like what are you talking about and I'm like okay such a typical cause of like so I op we open the menu and we're like this right here and so he comes over and he looks at it and he's like oh yeah quesadilla and I look at my friend I look at Dinka and I'm like that's literally what I fucking said sorry I shouldn't curse but I was like that's literally what I said to him and I'm like well, how does he want me to pronounce it quesadilla like I don't know and so he's like oh okay got it so anyway that, that's a really funny story and the quesadilla was actually very very good would recommend um but yeah anyway that was like one of those instances where I'm like seriously okay I don't know um I haven't I honestly don't have such a huge problem with people like understanding me like I know I have an accent when I speak in Bosnian but like you understand what I'm trying to say it's not one of those things where you don't understand what I'm saying like fine give me a hard time but it's like you know what I'm saying so I think it's so easy for us to blend in but at the same time like you're still looked at being different and people are like oh 
you're from like Germany or you're actually from here or wherever and I'm like no like I'm from the U.S. or when people ask where you're from and you're just like you just freeze up because you're like oh where am I from actually so complicated um but yeah I want to hear what things you guys have been through or faced I know there's other stories out there so any kind of experience where you felt like you didn't belong even though you were in you know Bosnia or Croatia or wherever um I would love to hear them so if you have anything specific um definitely if you have something longer to share I would suggest writing us an email so our email is just hello so the word hello at balkanbread.com you can also dm us on instagram Um, It does take a while sometimes to reply to all the DMs just because we do get a lot, but it's definitely another thing that you guys can do. Um, I'm really curious to hear about your experiences with going home because we only see everyone's highlight reels and we only see, you know, everyone's pictures like by the old bridge or, you know, in the Bastarsia or on the beach but we don't actually get to hear about you know these kinds of experiences and these things that i've basically just told you guys about so that is it for this episode i think i talked so much but i hope this was somewhat interesting um i'm going to get into a role of recording every single week if possible and uploading it that way you guys are not left behind a lot of exciting things planned I also feel like I always say that, but seriously, so much is happening. We are getting ready to onboard our next um, group of ambassadors or I guess adding to our ambassador group. So the ones that you guys have seen are going to be staying and then I'm just adding like another group of people. So we're expanding, Um, get ready for a new collection. If you guys have not seen we added um koozies so like little drink holders for your drinks <laughs> and um i'm super excited but we're gonna have fanny packs we're gonna have new t-shirts um so i'm super excited for that collection to come out for the summer summer is only just beginning it was literally the first day of summer like two days ago but i'm super excited for that and i'm trying to think any other announcements not really so i'm gonna leave it at that thank you guys again for listening to this podcast episode and as always if you have any other ideas or you would like to nominate someone to be featured on the podcast episode you can always send us an email it's hello at balkanbread.com thank you guys again for listening and i will talk to you guys next week bye guys